now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Eilts. I'm Leo Eilts. And we are... The Derriers. We're doing what we mostly do these days. We just drive up and down the highways and byways of America, just picking music up wherever we find it. Yep. I've got one of those uh, sticks with a nail on the end yeah, of it. Yeah, so you can just walk along. Poke it, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. keep oh, that Oh, that's one. a good one. That's a perfect. It's not, yeah. That's not exactly a gum wrapper there. That's, no, but that's it's, a, a and it's this one's hardly been used. <laughs> so uh, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? And we get that question all the time, so we had to come up with some kind of answer. You know? Well, yeah, you know, and 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 uh, it's an answer, it's an opinion, uh, but it's uh, it's ours. It's our opinion, and we feel like it's music with distinctive American roots. That's yeah. right. That's a pretty broad palette. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it could be a lot of different things. Of course, it could be folk. Well, it could be blues, uh, and it could be bluegrass. It could be rockabilly. Uh, it could be country. It could be swing. It could be western. Ragtime. Doo-wop. Oh, doo-wop is uh-huh. good. But oh, what's our very favorite kind? Boogaloo. boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, baby. We love Boogaloo. We'll have to, we, we keep talking about it. We have to put another Boogaloo song yeah, on Yeah, we need to get back to Boogaloo. I think Absolutely. I have one in the hopper somewhere. But uh, uh, the format of the show is that uh, we each show up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes, and we parse them out one at a time. And we do not discuss it ahead of time. Nope, that's kind of our only rule. That's the only rule. Yeah, and um, we take turns starting the show, and I started last week, Leo, so uh, you get to start up this week, and I can't wait to see what you got. <laughs> Stephen Ray Vaughn. Steve, oh, yeah. Stevie Ray. Yeah, cool. Uh, this guy, I tell you, incredible player. He was actually born in 1954, unfortunately passed away in 1990. He was in a terrible uh, aircraft accident, and took him away from us way too early, because that boy was on a roll. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he came out of the woodwork just screaming. Uh, he had a band called Double Trouble, and uh, they were, he, he's widely considered as one of the greatest guitarists of all time, even though he, like I say, his comp- career was compressed basically, I think, in like seven or eight years, you know? So, you know, there's a, there's kind of an elite um, group, uh, an unfortunate group that's like that, you know, yeah. that was here for a short time, but exactly. really had an impact, and you just have to wonder, boy, if they... Had longer, what would have happened? What would have, yeah, yeah, what could have they done? Right. Uh, Stephen had a, Stevie had a, an older brother named Jimmy. And in 1961, for his seventh birthday, uh, he got his first guitar. Uh, and it, it was a toy guitar uh, from Sears. And it was called the Wyatt Earp Model. Nice. <laughs> it was, it was um, designed by a, a company called Jefferson Manufacturing. It was in Philadelphia. Listen, this thing, they sold these little guitars from 1959 to 1968. It was made out of fiberboard, 
with a black to cream sunburst finish. Looked great. Sounded like crap. But it, was made, it was made to a price. It was made to be. But nevertheless, he wouldn't put it down, man. Wow. And then later on, his brother kind of gave him a hand, hand me down guitar, and he started. It was a Gibson ES 125T, a really nice guitar. Yeah, but that's was, a good guitar. He handed it down. So he just learned by ear. He never had any instruction or anything. He just committed himself following along to songs. He really liked this band called the Nightcaps. And he learned two songs of theirs. One was called Wine, 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 and the other one was called Thunderbird. Okay. And those two songs actually played a big part in his life later on as he became more professional and everything. And the interesting thing is Thunderbird is a kind of wine. It is. Yeah. He stopped thinking about it. I don't know. Is that that a coincidence? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Well, anyway, he was obsessed with the guitar. And it caused some serious uh, problems with his parents. I mean, they were didn't approve of it. So he took a job at a local hamburger stand, and he was washing dishes and dumping trash for 70 cents an hour. And he found that better than staying at home and taking a lot of guff from his parents, apparently. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I love it that he did that. But later on in life, you know, he got to hang out with the greats and, and was able to influence a lot of people. And one time in uh, mid-1970, they, uh, his band performed at the Adolphus Hotel in downtown Dallas. And ZZ Top uh, asked them to perform, right? Wow. So during uh, the Liberations, that was the name of the band he was in at the time, uh, he, he jammed with ZZ Top on what song? Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yes! <laughs> wow. So anyway, he's a hell of a guy. And now listen, just a little bit of technical stuff. He, he used a custom set of uncommonly heavy strings, you know. Guitar players will know what this. So he started with a, a, a .013, a 13 gauge. Okay. And that's a heavy string, and then upwards from there. And um, he played with so much tension that it was not uncommon for him to separate his fingernail from the quick, you know, because he was constantly just working those strings oh, really wow. hard. Anyway, there was an, uh, an owner of a club um, came into the office between sets to borrow super glue. Because he had to patch his fingers up all the time. Wow. So anyway, an amazing, amazing talent uh, from a guy that left us too soon, Stevie Ray Vaughan. This is from uh, 1983, a song called Pride and Joy. I'm a 
ending nothing like it nicely done all right rogers back to you okay this is one that uh i stumbled across some time ago and and i uh, was just looking and i can't believe i haven't already played this guy um i'd never heard of him before a guy by the name of david quinn okay okay so he uh, he grew up in wood ridge illinois which is like 50 miles west west of chicago and his dad was a big country music fan and his dad would stay up all night drinking Jack Daniels and playing country music, you know, <laughs> which kind of introduced him you know, to the music. So um, he, you know, got played in his brother's band, played guitar and that kind of thing and uh, around the Chicago area. And then he kind of got a wild hair and he moved out to Los Angeles. Just like that. Just went out to Los Angeles and uh, was out there for a year and he thought, oh, man, I need to go back home. So he got went back home, got married, bought a house. <laughs> and Jeez. and then he continued playing drums in his brother band, and then uh, the marriage fell apart. And he goes, "Okay, I guess I'll play music again." <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds how it all if at went. First, you don't succeed. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I li- I like what he's doing. Uh, he said he took off and he, he he mounted an emotionally vital road trip across the country. Wow. So he just went and played in you know uh, bars and stuff like that. So, uh, but anyway. Um, so he did this album in, in 2022 called Letting Go, and uh, and I really like this uh, this tune off of it. David Quinn doing Ride On. One, two, three. <laughs> Sick and 
tired of waiting like a dog inside a pound. Well, I ain't gonna run, I ain't gonna fight. Ride that train southbound, I'm gonna fly on through the night. Train southbound, I'm gonna fly on through the night. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, he does some fun stuff. I like that guy. I've never heard of the guy, but I'll have to check him out. All right. Well, Leo, it's back to you. Uh, there was a band in, uh, in the 60s, uh, and their music was described as American Baroque pop. Okay, I'd never heard that description applied to a, That's a, a band there. But they released an LP, and it had two of their pop hits on it on the same album. Uh, one of which was Walk Away Renee. Oh, yeah. We're talking about The, the Left, Left Bank. Bank. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and the other hit that came off the same LP was Pretty Ballerina. Okay. Unfortunately, these guys had some issues with the band. All right. And, uh, but uh, they used to uh, fight amongst themselves a little bit. And they were frustrated with their promotion and everything. But the, uh, they took it seriously as, as far as when they were performing and learning their music. Their vocal harmonies uh, were considered to be borrowed from contemporaries such as the Beatles, Zombies, and British Invasion groups, right? Right. But, um, in fact, Rolling Stone, just as a postscript to that, uh, placed Walk Away Renee at number 220 in its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. That's, that's great. Now, at first when it was released, it, it didn't take off, and the band broke up, right? Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, the, band, the song became a hit. Oh boy! So the producers going, oh no, we got to get the band back together. <laughs> we got to get the band back together. So they just put together a new band. 
Oh, serious! Totally new band, I think. They're maybe <laughs> one of the original guys, and uh, they learned the songs. Everything, but listen, they, some of the guys that were on this was a guy named uh, a drummer named Warren David, but but one of the guys that was in this reconstituted Left Bank was a guy named Michael McKean. Does that ring a bell? It does. He had a, he had a lot of success with uh, uh, like Laverne Shirley. Oh yeah, as an actor, this is Spinal Top. A spinal Tap, Better okay. Call Saul. His acting career, you know, came along years later. Okay. That guy. Okay. And so he was in this band, right? Well, this this song kind of struck a chord with us back in, uh, when we were playing in Spontaneous Combustion. Right, yeah. And, and we decided, now this is before you, you could just get on the internet and look up lyrics to songs. And I had the 45. Right, I remember And I that. remember we sat there for an hour. Yeah. Playing it over and trying, because yeah. they, they did not enunciate very well. Right. Yeah. They were kind of mumblers. They were mumblers. But yeah. we finally dug it out and we did our own version of the song. Yeah. Which we recorded. Uh-huh. And so I'm gonna do it's not a it's not a mashup, but it's like what you call a mix up. Oh, cool. Mm, excuse me. So I'm gonna play, you know, them and I'm gonna mix it up with the version that we did. Awesome. So this is together, this will be the left bank and spontaneous combustion doing uh walk away Renee. To 
That was that was fun. Yeah, that was nice, Leo. I mean, different keys and different tempos. Yeah, for sure. But that's how you do bluegrass. Yeah, it kind of felt like I was in a car, you know, that yeah, had, yeah. had uh, you know faulty gas pedal and it would take off real fast, <laughs> slow down, slow down. That was fun. And I should mention that that is the original Spontaneous Combustion Band. There was only four of us from beginning to end. Yeah. But on that particular cut, we were joined by our old friend Elsie uh, Lacey. Oh, that's right. He did some percussion. He did a little bit of percussion on yeah. that one for us. So. That's right. That was fun. There you go. And you know what? What? Um, it's time for us to take a break. Oh, man. Yeah. Time flies when you're having a good time. Right. Uh, so, of course, tomorrow is moving day. Uh-huh. So we have to go out and police the area. Yeah. And you need to check that mm, left, left rear inside, inside deal. deal. Okay. Yeah, you can check your list. My turn, it's huh? your turn. Okay. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll do the best I can. All right. Okay. So um, uh, we'll go do that, and then uh, we'll come back. Uh, this is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. Yeah, we're back. We are back. Yes, we are. How was the tire? Four pounds. Yeah, just uh, pretty consistent. Low. Yeah, it's been over thousands of miles. Yeah, it's only been about three or four pounds at a time. Yeah, but you know, if we added all that together, it'd be down like it'd hundreds be, of pounds. Yeah, hundreds of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I got to tell you what uh, that uh, Brad Keselowski really knows what he's talking. about. He knows about. what he's talking about. You check your tire pressure. Exactly. Be careful. And we do it every time we move, mm-hmm. whether you're going two hundred miles an hour or sixty. Sixty. Yeah, maybe sixty. It, it all counts. <laughs> it depends on if we're on a hill or not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're brad- broadcasting this week uh, from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Sturgis, South Dakota, of, of all places. All places yeah. for that dart to land. Yeah. Right on Sturgis, right. man. Yeah. How's that new tattoo doing, Leo? <laughs> it hurts a little bit. <laughs> they should have picked, picked a better place. They just keep putting, you know, that petroleum jelly on there. And, you know, it's just a little achy. <laughs> I wish I remembered what it was. <laughs> I I tell you if I could make it out. Oh, I tell you, listen, this is a party town, man. <laughs> really, you think? You think the it Sturgis? It was founded in 1878, and when I started looking to, into it, I began to realize why it turned out like it is today. Why is that? Well, because, uh, like I said, 1878, an early nickname for the town was Scoop Town. All right. Okay. And Scoop Town had been an earlier settlement at the base uh, of Bear Butte that supplied the soldiers at Camp Sturgis, which was an outlet for their vices. Of course okay? it was. So when it became apparent that Sturgis was going to be the city that supplied, you know, the newly formed Fort Meade, right? Uh, all those vendors just packed up and moved to Sturgis. Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> Let the party continue. Oh, man. So... And, you know, and it was named after a Civil War Union general named Samuel Sturgis. But, you know, it was designated as a county seat. But listen, the population is about 7,000 people, mm-hmm. except during, you know, Speed Week or whatever. What is it goes about? 30,000 people. Right, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's one of the largest annual motorcycle events in the world, which is like it's Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. It lasts for about 10 days. Okay. Beginning to end. Uh, beginning on the first Friday of August, so all you guys that want to go to Sturgis, that's when it starts. Uh huh. We'll be gone, but you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, go ahead. Oh, well, the other event they're known for mm-hmm. it's not it's not a knitting contest, you know, or fine arts. No, it's the Hog Wild Road Wild events. Okay, that is a thing that has attracted the governor of South Dakota. Wow. This is a gal uh, named Christy Nome, as near as I can tell, and she's kind of a party girl. Okay. Apparently, because 
Uh, she uh, she rode in the parade on the back of a 1949 Harley Davidson Panhead motorcycle, wearing nothing but a bikini and cowboy boots. Wow! I may have made that up. <laughs> it's a great story. We'll go I, with it. I may have made it up. Anyway, Sturgis <laughs> has been kind of a crazy town, even though there are not that many motorcycles at the moment. But we sure had a good time here. Well, I have a Sturgis story myself. You do. You know, I used to be in the food business. Yes, right? you did. Which yeah. is a pretty conservative business. Back when you had a job. Right, uh-huh. and and. And uh, uh, we had a friend who was in the food business in Chicago, and his name was uh, Chuck Goldberg. Okay. And, and Chuck was an unassuming guy, wasn't real tall, you know, and, and uh, you know, not a big guy or anything. But he had to fly into Sturgis, uh, Sturgis for some business, okay? Yeah. Um, and he happened to fly in during Speed Week. <laughs> and the word got out that Chuck Goldberg was flying in, and people were there waiting for Chuck Goldberg the wrestler. Oh no! <laughs> the wrestler. The wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it happened. He oh. said he was a little overwhelmed when he got off the plane. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, all right. That's well, priceless. Uh, you know, uh, uh, people ask us. Of course, they say. Derriers, uh, why is it that you travel all across this country and stay in all these Shady Grove RV parks? Well, the reason should be obvious by now, because we, we obviously have to keep moving. <laughs> we do, and it's quite a bit of fun. It is fun. We have a good time. You know, unlike our compadres on Truckers Radio USA, who have these things called ranches, ranches and yes. they do their shows from the relative comfort of the ranches. Exactly. Uh, Rex Allen Jr., of course, has the Rockin' Diamond R Ranch in the... Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Yes, we just uh, Alan Bailey. That. Yeah, we do. Alan Bailey has a Swinging Gate Ranch. Uh-huh. Tennessee Jim has the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. Correct. Orrin Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. Exactly. Right. And we used to whine about the fact that we didn't have a ranch until our pal Suzanne set us she straight. She set us straight, and she said, "Look, guys, you have the biggest ranch of all. You have the entire continental United States, right. and you could say it's a ranch." Without fences. fences, yeah. And we travel the range on our ranch. We go wherever we want. Yeah, it, and it, we travel that in our RV called... Rambling Rose. Rambling Rose. Sweet Rosie. Why oh, yeah. you rambling? Rosie gets us there. She does. Eventually. Eventually. You yeah. know that tire that leaks a little bit. That's right. That's right. Where were we, Roger? I forgot. Uh, I think you were last. And okay, I, so you've got a song ready to go? I do. What would that be? Well, uh, a gal by the name of Sophie Galt. And this is another one that I stumbled across when I was... Uh, you stumble around yeah, I do. better than most people. And and this is a great one. Uh, she's kind of... Um, her vocal style is really reminiscent of uh, Lucinda Williams. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she's got, you know, all this imagery and uh, arrangements and it... Uh, they say it ticks all the Americana boxes. So I said, oh, this must be for us. Uh, she's got a band called uh, Sophie and the Broken Things, okay. which is, is pretty clever. And it came, came from, uh, uh, she was going home after a songwriting session, and she stopped in in Nashville at uh, the Music Row Bar, Bobby's Idle Hour, and she met um, one of her personal song, songwriting heroes uh, named Julie Miller. And she has a song named... Broken Things. Oh, okay. And so she calls her band Sophie and the Broken Things. Gotcha. So this is from her album Delusions of Grandeur. Sophie and the Broken Things doing Churches and Bars. Churches and bars are all under the stars And there's snow turning black on the ground There's railways and freight yards and rivers and trains And a bus that can carry them 
songs with stingers at the yeah. end this, this time. That's kind of a double there. It is. It is. All right. Well, that was fun, Leo. Uh, what do you want to follow that up with? Our friend Art Jackson. Yeah. And I, you know, he emailed back and forth. And a, a few weeks ago, he, he sent me an idea. He sent me down. I, I hate to take, say rabbit hole. It really isn't because I went straight to the hole. I mean, boom. So you fell down a well. I fell down a well. Okay. On this. Uh, you know, sometimes when we try to get some background information on an artist, we have to dig and we, have trouble finding. Right. Not so with this guy. Oh yeah. There's so much information out there. His full name was David Daniel Kaminsky, and his he went by Danny oh, K. Oh wow. Okay. Danny K. And uh, he was uh, he was. How can I explain this guy? The the only reason we can actually feature him is because he was American born. The only person in his entire family that was American born. Oh really? Yeah. They were Jewish uh, immigrants from the Ukraine. And um, they uh, they arrived. His two older brothers, of course, were born there. And two years after they got to the states, he was born. 
And he actually said, he was born in 1911. He said 1913, but, you know, he was apparently a liar. Who knows? Uh, but he was a, a, he grew up, uh, his mother died when he was pretty young. And um, he, not long after that, uh, Danny and his friend Lewis ran away to Florida. You okay. know, hey, that makes sense. Get down there where it's warm. Uh, his uh, his friend played the guitar and he uh, eked out a living for a while, but they were pretty broke and he returned to New York. But listen to this. His father did not pressure him to return to school or work. You know, he just said, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to, to mature and discover your own abilities. Wow. He gave him a lot of, you know, freedom to do that. And he said that as a young boy, he had wanted to be a surgeon, right? But the family could not afford a medical education. I just say, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Because we got enough surgeons. We needed Danny K to be Danny Yeah, Kay, so. yeah. We would have been robbed of all that talent. Well, the problem is he couldn't <laughs> keep a job. I mean, he held a succession of jobs after leaving school. He was a soda jerk. He was an auto insurance investigator. Uh, and most of these things ended with him getting fired. Okay. He could, like I say, he lost the insurance job. Get a little of this. He lost the insurance job when he made an error that cost the insurance company about $40,000, which would be $600,000 in today's <laughs> Oops. They go, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Jeez. And <laughs> so uh, anyway, he, uh, he, um, he, a dentist who hired him, get a little, this is another way to get fired. A dentist who hired him uh, to look after his office over lunch hour or whatever, uh, fired him when he came back from running some errands and he found him using a dental drill in the, on the office woodwork. <laughs> wow, doing a little cleanup. Uh, anyway, at the, in 1939, a few years later, right, Danny meets this guy's daughter and takes off with her. Oh, my. <laughs> and they get married. So that's a come up and story right there. Anyway, he was in Europe touring. The stories just go on and on. He was in, and, and he was on a six-month tour of Asia. And they were in this hotel when this typhoon came in. And suddenly the place was plunged into darkness and pieces of the building were falling in his room and stuff. And he's down in the ballroom trying to do a show and everybody's on the verge of freaking out. And he runs up on stage and takes a flashlight and shines it on his face and just starts singing songs as loud as he can. Wow. <laughs> and it worked. Everybody kind of calmed down. But um, he had, a, he had a, 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 a talent for imitating things too. It sometimes worked, sometimes didn't. Uh, Danny Kay's daughter relates a story about her father told about being in a restaurant in China and he wanted to order chicken. Right, so he flapped his arms and clucked, and the waiter looks at him and nods his head and walks away and brings him three scrambled eggs. Oh, <laughs> so, wow! Oh my God! Anyway, this is a crazy song. It's really a nuts. It's kind of a show tune, and it's one that Art seemed to be particularly fond of. And um, it's called, uh, I think it's called, uh, what is it? I think Tchaikovsky and other Russians. And uh, from this is a song he did back in 1941. Ladies and gentlemen, I take pride in introducing the greatest show on earth. Lies Elliot's gargantuan three-ring circus, featuring for the first time the captivating and tantalizing Liza Elliot, the woman who cannot make up her mind. Order in the courtroom. Ah, the charges against Liza Elliot. Whereas Liza Elliot cannot make up her mind about these to cover or the circus cover. Secondos. Secondos. Liza Elliot cannot make up her mind whether she is marrying Kendall Nesbitt or not. Moreover, Moreover. 
says that it cannot make up her mind as to the kind of woman she wants to be, the executive or the enchantress. And in as much as in a world where tumult and turmoil reign, these indecisions of Liza Elliot only add to the confusions of an already as indicated confused world. Therefore, be it resolved that Liza Elliot be brought to trial and be made to make up her mind. I should like to introduce that peerless witness, Kendall Nesbitt. Mr. Nesbitt, you are divorcing your wife so you can be free to marry the defendant. Isn't that so? Yes, sir. You were led to believe the defendant would marry you when, as, and if. Yes, sir. But now she refuses to make up her mind. Yes, sir. You gave her the best years of your life and yet she refuses to be your wife. Yes, sir. He gave her the best years of his life. She was, shall we call it, his mistress. T'was only for her he's divorcing his wife. And now the man's in a distress. The mister who once was the master of a two would make of his mistress his missus. But he's missed out on a missus for the mistress is through. What a mess of a mishmash this is. <laughs> you know, I like that music. Who wrote it? Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky? I love Russian composers. There's Malachevsky, Rubenstein, Arensky, Yenchikovsky, Sapelnikov, Dmitriev, Cherepnik, Krizhinovsky, Godovsky, Atobuchov, Moniusko, Watimenko, Solovyev, Prokofiev, Piyomkin, Goreschenko. There's Klinkler, Winkler, Bortliatki, Rebekov, Pedinsky. There's Metter, Balakirov, Zolatorev, and Kwaszczynski. And Sokolov, and Kopolov, Dukhevsky, and Klanovsky. And Shostakovich, Borat, Inglier, and Novakovsky. There's Lyadov, and Karganov, Barkevich, Panchenko. And Darguminsky, Chervachevsky, Ryabin, Vasilyenko. Stravinsky, Rimsky, Kosakov, Kuchovsky, and Grechaninov, and Blazunov, and Cesar, Pikalini, is that frantic enough for you? <sighs> wow. What a guy. That'll wear you out. Oh, he's crazy. Thanks yeah. a lot to Art for sending it to us. Yeah, that's, that, that's a great one. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty awful. Uh, we needed to feature him. Oh, hey, look at the time. Uh, yeah, I know. We're uh, we're about out of time for this have segment. You, have you been checking on sponsors, by the you way? You know, I have one that, you know, I noticed you kind of had a little bit of a frog in your throat earlier. <laughs> I did. I saw and, and this one would be perfect for us uh, because that happens occasionally it does, when you're right. traveling Being and all that. Being professionals like we are. Yeah. So this would be, uh, this would be a great sponsor if we can get them. Okay. Give it a listen. <laughs> Get Vicks medicated cough drops. Vicks soothe the tickle away. Get Vicks medicated cough drops. Pick up a pack or two today. When you're coughing and your throat is raw, it always makes good sense to relieve it quick. Remember, Vicks medication makes the difference. Only Vicks cough drops are medicated with the throat-soothing ingredients of Vicks Vapor Rub in famous Vicks Regular and Wild Cherry. And try new medicated lemon flavor with vitamin C. So for coughs of colds and throat irritation... To relieve it quick, remember, Vicks medication makes the difference. Get Vicks medicated cough drops. Vicks medicated cough drops. Look out. 
backing up. Yep. yep. Look out. Yeah. But of course, we do back up. That's exactly what we do. That's what we do. We are the uh, dairy Yeah. Totally yeah. So up. that's what we do. Yeah. That's, that's right. You know, um, uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, we'd like to uh, suggest to people if well, uh, maybe steer people towards recommend. Or Be- just downright just beg. beg. We'll just beg. We'll beg people to go to our websites. Um, the one for this uh, uh, group is thederrieres.com. And f- whatever you do, do not forget the. The, 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 the derrieres. Never has such a small word been so important. Right. That's right. And if you forget it, you'll never forget that's it. That's right. You'll never yeah. forget it again. That's right. you forget it once. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, uh, of course, the one for the band well, is... Well, that would be threetrailswest.com with the number three. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good one to go to look for our schedule and, you know, download fun things. Right, yeah. You know, if you go to either of those websites, uh, you'll find a lot of content. content. And if you watch it, I'm sure you will be contented. contented. That's right. But there's so much that you could uh, become confused. confused. Right. In, in which case, you should just... Contact, contact us, and we'll get you straightened out on that. Yeah, there's contact us tabs at both websites, so you can get right to us with our uh, email addresses. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is also Leo at, no, what did I say? Leo oh. at, let me just rephrase. <laughs> it's not also Leo. It's not also. It's, I'm having a t- And well, it's not just Leo. I think I didn't get enough sleep last yeah. night. There's a Benton so, dog next door. So your email address <laughs> is Leo. <laughs> no D at thederrieres.com. I'll help you with the hard stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you know, and if you go to the website and click on the uh, Americana Roadshow tab, you can listen to any of our past episodes or download them and listen to them at your leisure. That's correct. Uh, professionally or uh, preferably in a leisure, leisure suit. Leisure suit, right. Yeah. We don't like to see that. Not professionally. No, not at all. Not at all. No. Not nowadays. Not days. Uh, you know, as our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres. Without, Without the, the derriers. Boy, I'm glad we got through that. Uh, not well. Not well. Yeah. Listen, I kind of forgot where we are on this whole it's thing. It's my turn. Oh, okay. So I have featured um, music off of the album uh, Too Late to Pray, Defiant Chicago Roots. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Bloodshot Records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of great music on there. And uh, there's a, a, a band on there called the Western Elstons. And it's a group um, headed up by none other than Joel Peterson. Okay. And we featured him before. He's done some albums where he's done all the uh, instruments correct. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Heck of a talent. And he says, uh, the Western Elsons have been playing the first and third Wednesday of the month at the historic Simon's Tavern in the Andersonville neighborhood of Chicago for over 10 years oh, now. Wow. wow. Uh, so they they go in, I believe they're four, four piece. Um, he lists the people, uh, tight two-part harmony of Scott uh, Ligon and Casey McDonough, uh, who play and sing together, uh, also in a group called NRBQ, who we have featured. Exactly. And the Flat Five, which I'm not familiar with. He plays guitar, and then he has a drummer called Alex Hall. He says they just set up on the dance floor with minimal uh, um, uh, amplification. Oh, that's cool. Play. So uh, this is a fun tune, and uh, this is a Western Elston's doing Toast That Lie. Here's to the girl with forever eyes Eyes that say I love you till the end Here's to a few of my favorite lies Set them up, we'll toast that lie again Here's to the guy 
with a broken heart A heart that thought true love would never end Here's to the girl with a brand new start Set them up, we'll toast that lie again Good song. And, and it good was, sound. I didn't recognize the title when you mentioned it, but I've heard that song someplace before, and I don't know why. But oh. it's really cool tune. Good it's band. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Leo. Well, it's back to you. Uh, we like doo-wop records. We mentioned a lot. Yes, know, we do. And uh, we do play some doo-wop. I'm going to play one now. This band is a one-hit wonder uh, from 1964, and I remember this song. I was maybe 12, 13, 14 years. I guess I was about 13 when the song came out, whatever. Uh, it's a band called The Devotions, and it's a song called Rip Van Winkle. Oh, you remember yeah, that? yeah. It's weird, weird. Yeah. It's, it's got a weird sound effect at the beginning, and yeah. it, it goes on throughout. Anyway, get a load of this. These guys were formed in uh, 1960 in Astoria, New York, and they were basically known for the, that. Well, actually, they were known for that one song. Uh, a guy named Ray Sanchez, who sang the bass, and, and Bob Weisbrod, and, and uh, two brothers, uh, Frank and Joe Pardo, now, they went to audition with their manager, right? And uh, this the uh, owner of the uh, label, he didn't like them. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but he liked the song. 
And so uh, he decided, well, let's let's see if we can get this thing recorded anyway. So they did it, and it, it did nothing. Uh, oh, it just, really? It, nope, it flopped. So it released again when they when they it moved to another label, right? Okay. And they said, well, this thing's got promise. Let's release it. Nope, it flopped. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, twice it flopped. So Roulette Records uh, included it as a uh, collection, on a collection of songs, Golden Oldies, whatever. And that time it hit, all right? <laughs> that would have been in 1965. Unfortunately, by this time, the band had broken up. Of course. So they never got their big chance. Wow. But anyway, it's a Timing weird, is everything. Timing is everything. Yeah. Uh, it's a strange little tune, and it's possible you've never heard it before, but you'll never forget it. Uh, this is The Devotions from 1964. It's called Rip Van Winkle. came on the radio, yep. you know, what the hell is yeah. that? Uh, That's fun. Well, there you go. I believe it's your turn now. Uh, we're going to do something very different um, than that. Obviously, anything could be different than that. Uh, it's a group called the Mellow Men, M-E-L-L-O Men, okay? Okay. Uh, they were uh, active from the 40s to the 70s, and they were founded by Thurl Ravensco- Ravenscroft. Now, wait a minute. That's a name, isn't it? Say it again. Thurl Ravenscroft. You made that up. I wish I did. Wow. I'd, I'd go by that. Uh, and <laughs> hey, th- Thurl. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they recorded under a variety of names, including Big John and the Buzzards, the Cracker Jacks, the Lee Brothers, and the Ravenscroft Quartet. 
They just couldn't make up their mind. And they couldn't. But but they back up, backed up people like Rosemary Clooney, Bing Crosby, Doris Day, Arlo Guthrie, Frankie Lane, Peggy Lee, Elvis Presley, and Joe Stafford. They're, they're our kind of guys. They were the guys, they're yeah. They're the original derrieres. The original ones, yeah. How cool is that? So uh, they were known, they were uh, uh, featured vocalists for Spike Jones, and they were in many Disney films. No kidding. Okay, and so these guys were also the singing busts in the graveyard of Disney's Haunted Mansion. Oh, that so, creeped me out. Yeah, they did, a kid. they did a lot of uh, uh, barbershop and that kind of stuff. Huh. So, but I found this one. It's a, it's a pretty cool tune. It's the Mellow Men with Thurl Ravenscroft from 1951 doing If You've Forgotten Me. <laughs> slowly by I think my heart would cry if you've forgotten me when lovebirds weep without a love to claim I know I'd feel the same if you Forgotten me, and if I try to hide the many times I've cried, I'd be regretting you, but not forgetting you, and when the sun appears for me. The raindrops fall I've nothing left at all If you've forgotten me That's yeah. pretty. Yeah, it's really yeah. Good, really I, nice I might come back and feature them doing some barbershop at some point because that's yeah. always fun. I like the idea that they provide all that backup for other people. Yeah, they're you know, our guys. They, they are yeah. our kind of guys. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, oh shoot, look at the time. Yeah, I think we are out of time, Leo. I think we have done burn it up. And tomorrow being moving day. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow's moving day, and uh, so we oh we need to figure out where we're going. That's true, we do. So let's see. Um, I threw the dart last time. Mike, so you. So okay. I'll get the map. You get the map. So it's uh, back at the closet. Way right back there. And, uh, 
Any more nut rolls back there? Okay, all right. Okay. Here it goes. Uh, Put it up there. Oh, man. Still okay. Okay. But it'll stay. Uh, yeah. That'll do. All right. Okay. Uh, you need to get the dart. Oh, spoon drawer uh, two. two. Yeah. Okay. I expect. Now be careful. I am. Be careful. You're kind of clumsy. I, I know. I got, but I got it. I okay. Got it. Good. I got it. Okay. Here we go. All right. Get over there in the circle. Okay. I'm in the circle. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Ready? Uh huh. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh. Oh my. Oh, where? What? Uh, we went south. Um, Kentucky. Kentucky, that's good. Kentucky's good. Uh, Henderson, Kentucky. I've heard of Henderson. I don't yeah. know if I've ever been there. I don't. Uh, maybe we'll see Florence. <laughs> oh, no, I doubt <laughs> no. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's hope not. That'd be scary. That'd be scary. Yeah, that would be. Okay. Well, uh, my, we'll get packed up and uh, head out here tomorrow morning and uh, do this all again in about a week. About a week. Yeah. That's uh, how long it takes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well, okay. This has been fun. And uh, this has been the, the America, America on the Road Show, show. right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio. Radio. USA. USA. Remember to look out behind you. It's the Derriere.